Indie Media. Firstly, Kieran, there was a bit of a scuffle down in Richmond in Melbourne on Sunday. People may have seen it reported in the news. A group of uh, neo-Nazis under the banner of the United Patriots League uh, and other assorted boneheads were gathering there in Richmond and they were met with a, a group of counter-protesters. You were there and you were one of the, the counter-protesters. Can you uh, walk us through what happened on Sunday and why you went down there to confront the fascists? Absolutely. Um, so Sherman Burgess and friends, who are now calling themselves the United Patriots Front, decided to head on down to Richmond to fight the evil commies um, and various other irrational things. Uh, and so a coalition of people was called together in order to confront them and prevent them from rallying in public in Melbourne. Um, so what happened was they called their rally for about 1pm. Uh, from about 11am, a couple of hundred um, anti-fascist and anti-racist demonstrators gathered outside the town hall. By 12 o'clock, there was uh, approximately 400 of us. Uh, there were about 100 police that gathered uh, in response. Um, the United Patriots Front attempted to, with the support of the police, march to the front of the town hall, and they were unable to do so. And so there was uh, success in, in stopping them from assembling, and I believe they, uh, they finally retreated? Absolutely. So uh, initially there was a bit of back and forth about where were they and were they even going to come because uh, they'd managed to rally such insignificant numbers. Uh, previously, when Burgess uh, put out a call out for Reclaim Australia on April 4, there were perhaps a thousand of them gathered in Melbourne, of which thankfully only a few hundred managed to get to their rally. Uh, but uh, this time they uh, they didn't even break the 100 mark. Uh, there were maybe 40 of them gathered at a football oval near the Richmond Town Hall. Uh, police were uh, ready to escort them into a nice little uh, kettle at the front of the Town Hall where they intended to protect them whilst they had their uh, little fascist rally. Uh, but unfortunately for the fascists, when they came marching uh, down the streets uh, around behind police lines and uh, up towards the Town Hall, uh, anti-racist demonstrators uh, managed to uh, walk forward through those police lines uh, and prevent them from coming any closer. Fantastic. Now, if we could uh, you know, suspend rationality and logic for a second and delve into the mind of a Mr. Sherman Bruges, he's, he's come out saying that this, this rally was in response to uh, you know, the, the commies and the, the socialists shutting them down uh, back at the, the rally in April at, uh, at Fed Square. And uh, of course, a uh, all too familiar uh, label of you know, freedom of speech and so forth has been thrown on us. He's saying that you know, essentially mm-hmm. activists and socialists and communists and anarchists are, are uh, shutting um, these, you know, these good patriots down. To people who may be fooled by that argument that, you know, this is, you know, their right to demonstrate and their right to organize and that it's not fair that other people come down and, you know, and, and shut mm-hmm. them down. What, what do you say to that argument and to those people? Well, um, we absolutely did seek to shut them down on April 4 and again on Sunday and for a very good reason. These people have an agenda of violence and it has an agenda of violence around public space. What they're attempting to do is make a claim about what is allowed in public and what isn't. They're trying to bring um, virulent racism and fascism. Let's, let's not you know, avoid that term. That's basically what they are. Uh, and they're trying to bring that back out into public space. They're trying to dominate public space, and they're trying to change who feels safe in public space and what is acceptable in public space. And that's why when they rear their ugly little heads, it's really important to get out there 
uh, and say, no, actually, this is not acceptable. Actually, you're not allowed to pursue this agenda of violence and racism um, and exclusion in our streets and in our towns, and you will be stopped, and you will be stopped with the appropriate level of force. Unfortunately, it's not just the racists and the fascists that are crying free speech. Uh, I guess not too surprisingly, there has been a little bit of a split from um, the you know the so-called left. There are those that are saying that we need to you know just focus more on public engagement, put on community forums, and uh, you know really push uh, multiculturalism and address some of the sort of the broader issues. And uh, there's even been some criticism uh, from the left of activists actually going and uh, directly confronting fascists and neo-Nazis. I guess from like a historical perspective, why is actual physical confrontation of neo-Nazis in particular so very important to anti-fascist movements? Look, I'd, I'd actually I'd qualify that by saying that a confrontation is not a complete strategy. A confrontation is only part of the strategy, and the people who argue for alternate strategies are half right. We do need a broader movement against racism in this country and responding when fascists gather in public is only ever a reactive strategy. However, if we do not respond when they gather in public, if they are able to rally, to gain confidence and to be emboldened, the results of that are reaped in more street violence, in more attacks on uh, on people from different communities who are being persecuted. It is absolutely crucial that these people are not able to rally in public space, are not able to gain strength, and are not able to change what's acceptable in public. But again, I'd make that point. It's only ever a reactive strategy if the only thing we're doing is responding when they come out in public. So part of that response also has to be around building an anti-racist and an anti-fascist movement uh, in the communities that are being targeted by these racists and fascists. And we also need to link where these people are getting... Um, the political cover from why it is happening now. Uh, And so we've got to link that wider movement against racism and against fascism to state racism and to issues like refugees and the persecution of the Islamic community more broadly by the Australian state. We are speaking to Kieran Bennett from Anarchist Affinity in Melbourne and you're on the Indie Media Show on RTRFM 92.1. Indie Media. We've definitely seen a link between the far right and uh, the more mainstream uh, state racism, of course, with uh, One Nation historically. How do you see uh, Reclaim Australia, I mean, forgetting sort of the very, um, I guess, you know, far right elements like the neo-Nazis and so forth, but just Reclaim Australia as a movement, how do you see that, the relationship between that and the broader, you know, conservative uh, racist vitriol that's uh, coming from our politicians at at the moment? Reclaim Australia was the project of convinced um, far-right activists. It was the project of people previously associated with neo-Nazi groups like Nationalist Alternative, um, with street thug groups like the Australian Defence League. What they're seeking to do is capitalise on the broader racist discourse flowing from the the top of the state and from capital uh, in order to rebuild a fascist movement or, or a racist movement in this country on, on the streets. Um, so there's, there's very much an interplay between the, uh, the, the rhetoric flowing from the top of the state to what level of space these people have to organise and operate within. Now, under the banner of Reclaim Australia back in April, they were able to draw in 
a very small but wider cross-section of racists than the far right is usually able to mobilise. And they were only able to do this because of the death cult rhetoric flowing from Tony Abbott at the same time. That's, that's what they were building on. And just finally, Kieran, are you positive, though, out of this movement there could actually be, uh, I guess, a re-emergence of a, a genuine anti-racist movement in Australia? Of course, we've had years of uh, conservative governments, attacks on refugees, attacks on Aboriginal people. Do you feel that uh, something positive could actually be could actually come out of this and that we could start to build a genuine anti-racist movement in this country? Something positive has to flow out of this, otherwise we've lost. If we don't broaden the energy that's emerged in response to Reclaim Australia, if we don't broaden uh, onto issues like the refugee movement in support of the campaign against the forced closures of Indigenous communities in Western Australia, in support of the defence of the Muslim community and their rights, if we don't do those things, um, then all we've done is build a short-term response that then fizzles away and does nothing to address the underlying structure Uh, that allows these things to emerge.